who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone welcome to episode 81 of the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas with me as always is eric sanchez eric would you just tell me about his exciting time in cleveland ohio it was exciting what'd you do there uh, Friday, we went to, my girlfriend and I went to the Christmas Story House. It was a lot of fun. A lot of, uh, I guess, stories and uh, a museum and a gift shop. Okay. And then the next day, we went to the Rock and Roll Hall. Did you buy thing. anything in the gift shop or just look? I didn't buy anything. She did for her uh, her family. Okay. How was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Was it awesome? Worth, really? Yeah. Cool. I liked it. Cool. Well, you you know that. Is that why you got your Metallica shirt on today? Maybe. <laughs> Subconsciously, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to represent uh, Metallica. Represent. I like it. Uh, today is July 18th. It is my daughter Penny's fourth birthday. So happy birthday to Penny. The show's for you. I'm sure she'll listen to it. This she will was, be her favorite show. No, she was pumped this morning. I took her to get donuts, and it's all she really cares about. And she's, I mean, I, I, did you do this when you were a kid? She just eats, eats the frosting. I'm like, eat the damn no, donut. Yeah. I'm gonna I would eat the donut. That's why I was like. 50 pounds overweight <laughs> when you were the kid crushing yeah. uh yeah. kids heads with the mic <clears throat> with the uh, Kona crush yep cool well we're off to a smashing start here <laughs> if this is the first time let's do it guys appreciate that you can follow us on twitter at ppw podcast positively processing podcast on soundcloud uh itunes stitcher radio wherever you get your favorite podcast from and will feed right into that if you are an itunes user and want to leave a review that'd be awesome it helps people find the show better so Appreciate all those who have already done that. And supporting the show, you can head to whatamaneuver.net and pick up a t-shirt. We haven't sold a t-shirt in a while because I'm not really pushing it. I don't know if people even know. They're cool shirts, though, and they're very comfortable. They are. I was talking with my brother-in-law when I was in Ohio last time, and we were talking about homage shirts. I don't know if you've seen homage. Like, they're super soft, but their necks are, like, wide. I like a very tight neck shirt. So I do, too. The What a Maneuver shirts... Tight neck shirts. Highly recommend it. <laughs> even if you don't want it, like, you know, you don't want our, yeah. our logo or anything like that, just the tight neck shirt. I yeah. like it. I was going over this when I was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame looking at the t-shirts there. Like, I kind of miss the old, like, cotton t-shirts because everything is, like, super thin and yeah. super soft, like polyester. But at the same time, I like the feel of the polyester. Like, it's Ooh. it's super soft. Right, the 50-50? Yeah. Well, what sucks, though, is, like, the WWE shop shirts are, like, wearing towels now because they've got, like, the heavy-duty cotton. It's yeah. Just brutal. Yeah. I got, a, I got a Ronda Rousey shirt. It's, it's a little Hot thick. Topic, $5, yeah. baddest no, two, on the planet? Two for 12 Okay, there you go. Good deal. <laughs> I was going to get one, too, but I'm like, man, this is a little thick. I'm not going to wear this. <laughs> this is a little thick. It's good for the wintertime. And I'm also like putting a ban on myself from getting black t-shirts for a little while. Okay. At least a little while. We'll see, though. Yeah. Uh, speaking of shirts, so All In, or Double or Nothing, I guess, is coming to Chicago in August, and mm-hmm. they got StarCast associated with it and all that. So Pro Wrestling Tees announced, hey, Kenny Omega is coming to do a signing. This is the only signing he's doing this weekend. So I guess he's not doing StarCast, or at least not doing signings at StarCast. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to get this. 
I bought, I got lucky. It sold out like super quick. I got an autographed photo and I came with a change the world Chicago style t-shirt. Oh, okay, cool. But it's black. I'm like, oh man, more black t-shirts. <laughs> but I, I got to decide what I'm going to have him sign. He's not signing till Sunday. So what about I'll, his pop? That's what I'm thinking. So <clears throat> he's not signing till Sunday. So I'm going to go to StarCast on Friday or Saturday or both. And they always have like the collector's corner and they have stuff for sale there. So maybe I'll find a yeah. cool print or like a poster. Like him against the little 13-year-old girl. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Or him dressed up as a Ghostbuster. Yeah. With the Bucks. Or uh, I was thinking if they have the Figures Toy Company version of him. I don't know if you've seen those. Yeah, I've they're, seen them. I was going to buy an AJ the other day. The AJ one's very good. Yeah. With like his face screaming, it's very yeah. good. It's one of the better AJs, period. Done. So, Figures Toy Co., check those guys out. And really quick, wanted to give a sh- couple shout-outs. First to our contest winner from a couple weeks ago. Gave away the Survivor Series tape. And a bonus, I gave him a Warlord Hasbro. Oh, that's mine. Mm, I've got something else for you over there. Okay. I do. I have something for you. And uh, Tony Barker. You gave away my Warlord. <laughs> it's not your Warlord. I got another one for you. Okay. Tony Barker at Tony Wing Dog 72 Congrats. He was very excited to get it. So if you listen to us, you get stuff for free. Yeah. I was thinking about picking up some stuff. I'll tell you off air, but just for giveaways. Okay, cool. Uh, and speaking of giveaways, uh, the Fully Posable guys have been doing the summer of saying dude giveaways. And follow them at Fully Posable for all the information on that. I believe the latest one is from Ethan at Viva La Ethan. He gave away a Miz autographed elite figure. Wow, so that's he's nice. partnering with Fully Posable guys. So yeah, they're, yeah, everyone's giving stuff away. It's a good summer. Speaking of summer. It's the summer of giving. It's the summer of slam. Summer slam 89. Today's show topic. I like the segue. Yeah. I, I'm getting better at it. I think this for the next, at least the next couple of weeks till summer's over. Because we declared last week that once summer slam ends, fall starts. Like summer slam's over. So we'll try to get another summer slam look back in. Because mm-hmm. these are fun. We've done a few in the past. I think we did summer slam 93. Yeah. 92. Now 89. Maybe we'll do a, a more wanna, recent one. Like I want to do something in like... Yeah, 13 would be fun. Okay, that's what I was thinking like 07 or 06, because I, I didn't really watch any of that stuff. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if that's good. <laughs> no, I don't remember either, but maybe we'll see. Maybe I'll put a poll out. I'll put a few choices and let yeah. the, the listeners decide. So SummerSlam 89, we'll get into this show um, coming up here. <clears throat> before we get, I, got, I showed you before the show started. I tweeted it out, something I'm very proud of. So on Facebook Marketplace, there was a free VCR combo thing. Mm. Little TV VCR. Yeah, and I was thinking about it, I'm like, huh. And then there's a, a girl on Instagram I follow called VHS Girl, and she's got an Etsy shop where she sells like painted like wood blocks of VHS titles and prints and stuff like that. Yeah. So she shared something that one of her friends did in their laundry room. They set up like a TV DVD VHR like player area while they're doing laundry. I'm like, you know, I do laundry. I'm the one that does laundry in our house. <laughs> and, I, and with two kids, you're always yeah. doing laundry. So I was like, I want to do this. So I picked up the TV VHS little 13-inch combo, maybe even 9-inch. I don't know how big yeah, this thing it's is. Yeah, it's small. And it, it got my wrestling tape. So we were just watching a little bit of Survivor Series 92. Even with the small size, it's easily like you get used to it like, right. within seconds. Yeah. Because you just get absorbed in what you're watching. Exactly. So I'm very proud of myself. My wife was kind of rolled her eyes at me like she does with most mm-hmm. things I do, but I was a big fan. As long of as you're happy and out of her hair. No, she likes me. <laughs> okay. So SummerSlam 89. Let's just get right into this. Before I guess before, yeah. do you got anything else going on wrestling wise or 
No, I mean I've been trying to keep up with the AEW stuff. I I watched Fighter Fest. I tried to watch the uh, Fight for the Fallen, but mm-hmm. I I don't know. I just didn't make time for it. I did decide to make time for Ninety Day Fiance. So that, that tells you what my pri- <laughs> <laughs> tells you what my priorities are lately. Fight for the Fallen was good. I liked the yeah. venue. It was very cool. Yeah, still half of the guys I'm not too sure. Like they're just I don't know. They're goofy, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I like the goofy stuff. But I do like Cody. I do like MJF. I do like um, like who's a goofy guy you don't like. <sighs> Like Jungle Boy. Like, you don't like Jungle Boy? I mean, he's, Luchasaurus? He's, you don't like I mean, Luchasaurus? Luchasaurus? I like Luchasaurus. Okay. Who's the other goofy guy? It's like that, um, I don't remember his name. Those I, two guys, like the Smash Brothers, I don't, I don't, know, if I like I don't yeah. know if I like them. I don't know. It just seems like a half, half-assed roster with you know a bunch of jokes and then you know some solid talent. Okay. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I do like with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. He's got he's got a t-shirt out. It says a boy and his dinosaur. It's yeah. him like on <laughs> Luchasaurus' yeah. back. It's a big fan yeah. of that. The one thing I would say about AEW is they're learning and people got to, they're not going to give them slack because of the way it's set up and how yeah. like they're kind of being braggadocious about everything. But like, there's, but I think they have a right to be because there's so many people that just are just th- fawning over them. Yeah. And there's production issues going left and right <clears> where like <throat> mm-hmm. they'll go to Jerry's like, well, I don't really know what's next. We'll see what's going to happen, which yeah. is fine. I'd rather have that than done trying to like, you know, I just hope by the time they get TV, they kind of, do like a restart and just start telling some stories instead of just like kind of putting well, right matches now, together. Well, right now, do you watch Being the Elite? No. That's what, see, right now, this is pretty much where all the storylines are being built from is Being the Elite. So okay. it would make a lot more sense if you watch that. Yeah. Like, the, like, I mean, like my one buddy doesn't watch wrestling at all, but he watches Being the Elite. So he's kind of into it because of that. I'm not saying I don't watch it. I probably watch like one out of every 10. So it's not like I keep up with it. Right. And, and that, that'd be like if you watched one out of every 10 Raws and then watched a pay-per-view. Yeah. Speaking of which, that Extreme Rules was, was pretty decent. Yeah. It was fun. That was okay. Did you like Lesnar cashing in? No. No, you're done with Lesnar? But you know what? I'd re- Honestly, I'd rather have Lesnar as a champ than Seth because I just didn't. I wasn't digging Seth. Yeah. I don't know. And then on Raw, that Battle Royal, I'd rather have Bobby Lashley like, go okay. against uh, Lesnar than yeah. Seth again. It'd be a fresh matchup. I'd yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I really like how they set up Bailey versus Ember Moon at yeah. SummerSlam. I think mm-hmm. that'll be an awesome match. And Becky's going to face Natalia, which is kind of out of nowhere, but it's a fresh opponent, so I'm happy with it. And they're both solid, like really solid. Yeah. And uh, the Natalia promo was good. Yeah. Post-match, like what she called her a bitch or something. See, I'm a little torn in this, like them trying to get away from PG stuff, because like if I'm watching with my daughter and Natalia saying bitch, I'm like, all right, let's back up here a little yeah. bit, you know? Yeah, the, the bitches and then the, the Maria... Uh, Canella stuff. That is so it's weird. Just too, I think it's just, I don't know. The Maria Canellas thing, I'm just like, okay, so what's the end game with her torturing her husband? Does he yeah. like hit her? Like what happens? Like, I don't know. Like, Maybe what? a match. But she's pregnant in real life. That's all right. Oh, man. Maybe he'll slam her and he'll pop out. Just kidding. <laughs> That's Attitude Era stuff. <laughs> a hand flies out. I like it. I like it. All right. What was I getting into the show? Just uh, anything I had to add. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's it. Let's get into this week's show. So SummerSlam 89. I think I've talked about this before. This was a show that I never didn't watch live. I wasn't really, if I was watching, I don't really remember. Yeah. Because my earliest like solid memories of watching wrestling are pretty much right after WrestleMania 6 when Warrior won the title. Mm -hmm. This took place in East Rutherford, New Jersey, August 28th, 1989 at the, uh, was it called the Brendan Byer Arena? I don't know. Great tagline. I Feel what? the heat. Yeah, I liked it. Did you, when, when was the last time <clears> you remember, one, when was the last time you watched the show? 
two, what was the first time you watched it? Do you remember? As I was watching this, I don't remember watching it. Okay. So you, you probably have at some point yeah. rented it or like something. When I, was, when I was a kid. But as an adult, you haven't gone back and, no. and watched it on the network? I think the earliest I've gone back to is uh, 89. This is 89. 90. Okay. Or maybe 88. Okay. Well, 88 is the one I, I watched couple weeks ago when i was preparing for that last week or the other show yeah i I avoided this one one i didn't like the cover art of the vhs tape Mm -hmm. which is zeus and macho and hogan and beefcake didn't wasn't a fan of that yeah i i don't know i just i just avoided it but looking back this is a good show i thought i like the show like it like flew by you know the matches were for the most part were all very good it even had a positive ronnie garvin experience which we'll get to later. <laughs> okay. We'll get I remember to, watching it. I'm like, I, I remember you hated Ronnie Garvin. I did. hated You just disliked I, him. I hated Ronnie Garvin. But here, he's he should just be a funny ring announcer. That should yeah. be his role. Right. Just putting everybody down. And this is also a little uh, unique pay-per-view because Tony Schiavone's on commentary with yeah. Jesse Ventura. I thought Tony did great. Okay. I was thinking about that too when you said, well, I'm, I'm not sure I'm a, a big Tony fan. But I, I thought w- he did an awesome job. He played off uh, Ventura pretty well. Oh, Ventura was just giving Tony so much crap yeah. throughout the show. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the show starts off with Jesse and Tony. Just in, they're just showing shots of the crowd saying, feel the heat. Yeah. And then we go to a montage of... Which I thought was kind of silly. Kind of silly. Shots of summer <laughs> mixed in with wrestling. It was like... But if you think of the time, 1989, you're like, how... How advanced is your production? But it, it was like shots of like someone playing tennis. And yeah. then at the beach. And then here's Honky Tonk Man. And then there's Hogan. <laughs> and here's someone riding their bike. And here's the Ultimate Warrior. Here's yeah. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. It was just kind of goofy. Yeah. Here's somebody eating ice cream. Oh, but, there's a babe on the beach. <laughs> but this was the stuff that it's, I, I, again, I'm, I'm always curious to see people who didn't really necessarily grow up in this era looking back. Because this, to it me, even watching 80s. that, it does. But it brings back a little bit of a warm feeling to you. Okay. Like, yeah, I remember this. Like, uh-huh. We're never going to go back to this. Like this was great, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm getting to the point now where everything was better when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Would you agree or disagree? Well, <clears throat> I, no I, think I, I think I think I can appreciate uh, all time periods. Yeah, we'll see. I think if I go back to 2013, I thought that was a good year. Yeah, 2013, so, 14 for wrestling or just for your for life? wrestling. <laughs> Just in general. No, for me, like when I was getting, just I guess the times when I got into wrestling. That's yeah, when for sure. Have those soft spots. Uh, then we have the first matchup of the evening. It is the Heart Foundation versus the Brain Busters in a non-title match. Just as an overall thought, this is one of the matches. Well, that was that's my sub pump going off in the background because it's been pouring here. Uh, this is one of the matches I'll tell people, like, this is a hidden gem. Go watch it this really match. It really is. Like, I love this match. If, do you remember ever seeing it? No. Isn't it great? I loved it. Yeah, like the Heart Foundation come out like the like I loved how the first music is like the old school dun 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 and the crowd's like let's go. Yeah, Heart Foundation's coming out. Bret Hart's got the silver shades on, which is what the new Ultimate Edition Bret Hart looks like. What that's a, let's let's talk about that first. Have you seen the Ultimate Edition Bret Hart from no. ringside? Mm-mm. So it's his face scan's goofy, but the sunglasses are pink, but they put like a silver sticker over them. So goofy, like it's just lazy. Like what are you reflection? doing? Yeah. Just lazy. He's pink sunglasses, not sticker. Anyway. Yeah. And then we got Tully and Arn Arn. Anderson with Bobby the Brain Heenan as their manager. And this was a non-title match because the Brain Busters just recently won the tag titles. And this originally match was booked and it was not turned into it. Mm -hmm. I love how Tony Schiavone's like, 
well, why isn't this a tag title, Jess? He's like, what? Well, would you put the titles on the line, Tony? That's a dumb idea. He, Tony Schiavone's just like, well, Bobby could have done it. He's like, oh, you're an idiot. Like just yelling at Tony <laughs> yeah. Schiavone. What a stupid idea that is. Right. And uh, what notes do you have on this match? You got any notes just overall? No, I thought it was an amazing match. Uh, Jesse said it was mechanical. I'm like, that's a good That's a good uh, analogy. For Better than it, technical? description. Yeah, technical, mechanical. More wrestling. I liked it. It was slams, clotheslines, and just like wrestling and chain wrestling. And just, I, it was just good. Even like some of the, like the trip ups, like looked legit. Like, I don't know. Just everything looked real in this. And I liked it. Yeah. It was like, it was like a fight. And yeah. this is also, you look back like, oh yeah, Arn Anderson was awesome. He <laughs> was. Like, yeah. You see him now, he's just like, it was a sh- pole that's too short, too small for him. And you yeah. know. And his, have you seen Arn Anderson's autograph? No. It's, looks like he doesn't know how to write his name. It's oh, brutal. Poor guy doesn't know how to read and write. Kid can't even read. <laughs> um, but yeah, awesome match. The, I would put this in in like a wrestling clinic DVD. Like yeah. If you're going to be tag wrestlers, like watch this. Yeah. But it's so good. Yeah. And then the Brainbusters get the win, which was kind of weird. I get it. They're they're just the champs. You don't want to bury them. Yeah. But if it's non-title, they can afford to lose. They're heels. Right. I would have given it to the Hart Foundation. Yeah, I wrote, not even mad at the finish. Not even mad at it. <laughs> no. How about this? the move where Bret Hart's on the top rope, Jim Anvil picks him up with for a reverse body slam and slams him on yeah, the brain busters. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, and then... Arn, I knew he used to do that before, but I didn't know if he did it from the top rope. I, it, it was just a great movement. <clears throat> yeah. That bastard on Anderson comes in with a double axe handle for the win. <laughs> yeah, so the brain when the axe hand, When double axe handles were intense yep the brain Masters got the win and what's funny is when i watched wcw later in like say 92 ish mm-hmm. i watched a little bit when it was on like saturday night and stuff that's when the brain busters were back in arn and Tully were in wcw again and i was always confused why they didn't call them the brain busters because i didn't realize that was only a wwf tag team i didn't, realize, I didn't yeah. know they were horsemen or, or arn and Tully or whatever yeah, i'm like right why aren't they calling them the brain busters like i, don't, I was so confused why aren't they it's a good name. It is. You need a Brain Buster throwback t-shirt. <laughs> a, it's not going to happen because Arn's with AEW now, but a, a Brain Busters elite two-pack tag team set from Jack Specific, maybe. All right. Get on that. Do they make it? Mm, I mean, they've made Jack Specific of those guys. Okay. Next up, we've got Dusty Rhodes and a cop hat, for some reason. being inter- a nightstick. Did he have something to do with Boss Man at this point or no? He must have. I, yeah. I, I just wasn't watching it this point, I wasn't so I don't either. know. I wasn't, uh, I didn't really like Dusty. Really? Like when I was younger. No, I just thought he was kind of weird. I loved, I loved his song. I loved that he danced. I, I loved him. Yeah. What about now? Like looking back, do you, do you know? I, I, I really like him now just because I understand, you know, his importance in wrestling and, and influence and stuff like that. But I just didn't like the way he talked. I thought he was weird and just. Ooh, baby. I didn't like him. But wrestling Sweet was okay Sarah. and the music was good. Sweet Sapphire. <laughs> yeah, so he's interviewing with Mean Gene, and then he has a match with the Honky Talk Man. Yeah. Which would have been fine if it was like six minutes or four minutes, but this thing is like an 11, 10-minute match. Goes on way too long. You think so? I think so. Did you like it? I just, I thought it was, I, I wrote down it was good pacing. Jimmy Hart was like a great, great heel uh, manager with the distractions, tripping Dusty, all behind the manager's back. Mm-hmm. Um, letting Honky... Uh, Hit Dusty with the megaphone. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was fun. Jimmy Hart's going to be at StarCast. We got to meet him. Okay. We got to go to the toy store so we can find a uh, little mini megaphone for him to sign. <laughs> oh, I did write one note from uh, 
Jesse the body. He wrote, Dusty was in the Mr. America contest. You know that? He won most abs. <laughs> no response. He's like, not best abs, most abs. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, okay. <laughs> he's clarifying his joke for Shivani. Yeah. He's make sure he didn't get it. <laughs> but I like the finish. Yeah, where the finish is, there's a guitar where Jimmy Hart's going to hit Dusty with a guitar. Dusty moves. Yeah. Nails honky with it. It doesn't explode. It just kind of like cracks. Yeah. And Dusty with the big elbow. One, yeah. two, three. And then he's dancing. Everyone's mm-hmm. loving it. Like everyone loved Dusty. He was just a super charismatic guy. And I know what's, I, like I said what's funny a bunch of times, but I know people have looked back and said, oh, those polka dots were Vince making fun of him and all that. When I was a kid, I didn't think anything of it. Oh, I didn't he, either. He just wears polka dots. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Like, he, he made it his own. <clears throat> I get it. Like I was introduced to Dusty as a WWF guy. So was I. And when he went back to WCW, he didn't really was a big like that big of a wrestler. No, I remember he wasn't. And I, and I remember when he turned and joined the NWO. And now that I'm thinking about like as our age now, like we know wrestlers from other companies if they come in. Oh they, yeah. Well, even the independents, like oh that used to be John Moxley or that used to be Fergal Devitt or that used to be you know how that goes. Like there had to have been people like, oh, I don't know, like Smash Demolition comes in is like oh that used to be whatever he was or acts or yeah but to us i'm sorry for us that was just like that was our introduction to these guys yeah like we didn't know who they were before and yeah. now i feel like the kids today like don't know who and i'm like you should know <laughs> <laughs> they were better before <laughs> <laughs> yeah you should know moxley or you should know when barry darso that was from demolition that's the repo man damn it it's yeah. not barry darso right <laughs> but i don't know if he was was he like um what was he? What was he in WCW? Was he in WCW before? Or did he just come Ooh. from like a different uh, Barry Darso smash? I don't know. Okay. I just I know him from WWF to WCW. Okay, when he was Barry Darso. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did he call himself in WCW? He was he like another name? He was like the road blacktop bully. Blacktop. Well, that was the match. It wasn't. Yeah, the blacktop bully. Either way, they had the match. Yeah, King, bully. yeah and he had the King of the Road match. <laughs> yeah, the match on the truck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then post match this Dusty versus Honky Tonk Man. Sean Mooney goes to interview Dust or um, Honky Tonk Man. Yeah, and Honky Tonk Man plays like perfectly. Day he's like, "Huh, we're going to the, we're going to the the stage. Where's Priscilla? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, Honky Tonk Man." And then he's all out of it and everything. And mm-hmm. it was yeah, I thought he played fun. He His did. hair was all goofy, looked like a sideshow Bob. Yeah. Loved it. Next up, we've got an awesome match. Or actually, hold on, what do we got here? Am I? Out of, I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm order a little bit here. Yeah, they go to Meet Gene right. and Demolition with Hacksaw. Yes, so... I really thought, thinking back in those, Hacksaw should have had one of the Demolition masks. He did. No, he had like a weird black thing on his face. That wasn't like the leather thing the Demolition Well, wore. I mean, that's probably the best they can do. But what I, what I noticed... But in this backstage segment, they... They, they all had Demolition didn't have it on. Right, but Duggan did. Duggan right, had the mask on because... Just give they, it to Duggan and let him wear it during the interview. Well, well, during the match, when they come out, we'll talk about later, yeah. all three of them have the masks on. But one thing I noticed about this interview, I have a note here. Demolition has glitter in their hair. Yeah, they do. They like, always did. Did they? Yeah. I maybe just never noticed it. Do you think they <laughs> went to like the, the mall and like sprayed it in their hair? Well, I'm sure they got a can from the mall. <laughs> <laughs> what was a what was a cool mall back then? Oh, Claire's is still around. I don't know. But yeah, they had glitter. I remember seeing that before. But I don't know if that was the good guy glitter or if they had glitter as it when they were heels. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe good guy, good guy glitter. <laughs> yeah. Just to, you know, show how fun they are. <laughs> Either way, they have an interview backstage. They talk about it. You know, yeah. Hacksaw. I love Smash. Yeah. I gotta kick your teeth in. 
And the next matchup we've got is Mr. Perfect versus the Red Rooster. Yeah. Mr. Perfect's in full push mode here where he's perfect. You know, he... Yeah, undefeated. Undefeated. He beats the Red Rooster. He comes out he cocking like a rooster down the aisle. Poor Terry mm-hmm. Taylor. Yeah. I have no notes about this match. Other than I, I just loved um, Mr. Perfect's reversals and how he was kind of just toying with... Um, the red rooster and he he would even do like his little taunt like he clucked like his head back and forth like to make fun of the rooster <laughs> yeah and also they talk they they really put over how good of a wrestler perfect is in the match mm-hmm. and then he hits the perfect plex and yeah you know great great finish great maneuver i was excited to hear how excited tony was when uh mr perfect hit that it's just like high drop kick he's like that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> i'm like hell yeah tony <laughs> and it was awesome <laughs> Uh, after, just to get that high. After this match, we have an interview with Rick Rude and just talking about how he's the best and he's the mm-hmm. IC champ and all that stuff because he's got this long-standing feud, which we'll get to later with him and the Ultimate Warrior. A lot of interviews during this pay-per-view. A lot of backstage interviews, I yeah. guess. And then we've got The Rock. I kind of miss that. The I do interviews uh, back and forth and then you know getting the stage set up or the ring set up. and Yeah, but they don't necessarily have interview sets as much anymore. Like yeah. if you're at, like it'd be awesome if this SummerSlam they had like a SummerSlam set. And the, speaking of SummerSlam, why do they ever change the SummerSlam logo? I don't know. I love this one from it from '88 to '97 in the same logo, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden there's a Highway to Hell and there's a different logo every year. <laughs> get just get back. Damn Attitude Era. We want the orange and blue SummerSlam logo. That's right. Do you think anybody would complain? No. You know how many T-shirts they would sell. You know how many hats Millions. they would sell. Someone's got to be listening to us at WWE. Change the damn logo back <laughs> to the SummerSlam logo. Now, I'm not saying like the WrestleMania logo. They've had awesome logos over the years. They've changed yeah. them. I'm okay with that. I want them to put the Roman numerals back on so I can refer to WrestleMania 33 and know exactly which one I'm talking about. Not WrestleMania 34. I don't know. 33 I get, I get, is the one with the sun. Yeah. WrestleMania just, play sign 31. Like the, yeah. The star. Weird. Yeah. Get back to the Roman numerals. That's the first step. Step two. Get back to the SummerSlam logo, <laughs> orange and blue. We want that on the aprons. We want that in the rafters. We want that on in the, the programs and the magazines and the cups. Yeah, damn collector's cups. We want it in the backstage area. We want the damn yeah. SummerSlam logo back to the way it was, damn it. And we want it to fall down so the, the, the interviewer can say, <laughs> fuck it, or whatever he says. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for blowing everyone's eardrums out there. Very passionate about the SummerSlam logo. <laughs> Now, what about should've. the uh, Survivor Series logo? You know, I'm okay with them changing that. I think the first one they changed it was 97 mm-hmm. to the Gang Rules one. Damn 97. Yeah. Best and, year of wrestling, screwed up the logos. That's a good point. Well, no, SummerSlam 97 still had it. And okay. WrestleMania 13 still had the classic WrestleMania logo. It was just the teasing of changing it up. Mm-hmm. So, mm. falling apart over here. Yeah. All right. So... We've got the Rockers and Tito Santana versus the Fabulous Rougeo Brothers and Rick the Model Martel. I love one of the signs in the crowd said the Ragu Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And then I was spelling it in my head. I'm like, oh, that's Rougeau. Rougeau. For Ragu. Ragu, the sauce. Because they had, the sign had pictures of the, the sauce on Yeah. Great sign. You know, this wasn't a plant. This was someone. I, I like to picture that kid. Telling his mom, I'm making it. Because this was definitely made by this kid. It was oh, not sure. high quality. No. He goes to the store. Their parent did. And if their parent did make them for him, they did a good job making it look like a kid did it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the kid goes to the store, gets the poster board. He's like, Mom, I need that. I need your flyer from the grocery store paper so I can cut out pictures of ragu. I need four of them. I need four <laughs> papers. <laughs> Give me that glue stick. Glue yeah. sticks them on there. 
Now he's thinking, what can go here? Ragu Sisters. That's right. Rolls it up, brings it to the thing. And imagine the thrill that kid got later when he's watching on Coliseum Home Video. It's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, my sign worked. That's me. Such a such a moment. There's got to be something on the internet about this kid. Maybe, like, like maybe he said in an, in an old MySpace post. Like, yeah. Look, I was on. He's on a Reddit somewhere. This was me. Be. TBT, so Throwback his, Thursday. Uh, Yahoo uh, chat group. <laughs> Yahoo chat group. <laughs> What did you think of this match? This was probably one of the highlights of the night. Okay. I this, was this, this your match. surprised match for It me? was. Okay. I, I, it was amazing. It's basically all these guys have feuds going together, so it worked out. But I thought the biggest one in the in the, in the the crowd, too, just just loved when Tito would get the better of Martel. Like, the crowd just, like, went crazy. Yeah. Rougeau's, I thought Rougeau's and Martel just played the perfect heel, like the distracting the ref, double teaming, getting – it just went back and forth with – just distracting the ref and getting the better of the other team. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, just, that's teamwork right there. I also love how the Rougeos and Rick Model Martel, both from Montreal. Yeah. Both speaking French. Mm-hmm. Love that. Uh, I loved the just – this was when the model started transitioning. For me, the model had two phases, short hair and long hair model. Yeah. This is like just switching over to the short hair model. He's still like jacked out of his mind. That guy's on all of the steroids in this in eighty nine mm-hmm. here. And the model had to He wasn't the model yet. He was just Rick Martel. Yeah, it was slick. And right. I love slick music. He came out to Slick's uh Jive Show Bro. Oh my god, it was great. I so I watched this version uh, the D V D version I have from like the boxer that came out a while ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, I just felt like I'm gonna pop the D V D in and then I looked in the back of it and I, I gotta fix it. There's a couple scratches. I have a scratch doctor, I gotta fix a couple scratches on it, but because it skipped during the Warrior match. But all right. uh but I, don't worry, I watched it. Uh, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, I watched it. All right. But there's a couple musical things I noticed different. They did have Jive Soul Bro. Yeah. But on the network version, during the Warrior Rude recap, they dub over music. They did not dub over in the DVD version. It's weird. The Mar- uh, the Rudes. Yeah, they like dub it over. It's weird. I, don't, I thought okay. I don't. I don't know. I guess they lost the rights to it. I was very confused by that. I thought it was always that like stripper. It is. Song. It is. But on the network version, it's like a a knockoff version of that because you know okay. it's super loud. Okay. It like over covers it, so it's kind of mm-hmm. weird. Um, but anyway, yeah, this match was a lot of fun. The this was one I I would have. I like the camera work in this match too. Like I think the angle that they had when. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just camera working the hot hand. Yep. Oh, from Tito to Michaels, and Michaels just goes in, and it's just like a melee ensues. It's just amazing. Just to get that tag, it's like, oh yeah, here he comes. Did you know Shawn Michaels inducted Tito Santana into the WWE Hall of Fame? I did not know no, that. Now you know. So yeah. he gave him the hot tag then too. Yes, <laughs> this was one I could see them opening the show with this match. I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't go wrong with the the one match, but was this a match right before the intermission or right after? I don't know if there was an intermission. There was. Well, on the network version, they tell you, we're going to go to, I think this was right before the intermission because there's an intermission after that. I mean, that's a hell of a way to go to an intermission. Yeah. Get everybody pumped. Yeah. Everyone get your popcorn. Like, oh my God, I can't wait for the next match. Then they got to slowly build up. Yes, they do. So what are your final, what are the notes on this match for the finish and all that stuff? Did you like the finish? I just got Martel pinched Eddie. (laughs) (laughs) Did you? I just liked the whole match. Yeah, it would have been nice if, they didn't, you know, have the heels win. Come on. SummerSlam. <laughs> 14 minutes, 58 seconds. Uh, also, we didn't know this. There was a dark match. Dino Bravo defeated Coco Beware in the dark I would have liked to see that match. Really? Yeah, I want to see some Frankie. The Birdman? 
yeah. Bird, bird, bird. <laughs> bird, bird, bird. Uh, so now no, we, I don't care about that, man. We have what you would call the combing event. Rick Rude versus the Ultimate Warrior. They show a pretty awesome history that these guys have had over the years. Yeah. Starting at the Rumble with the pose down, which we talked about, Rumble 89, mm-hmm. where, where Rude got screwed. He should have won that pose down, hands down. <laughs> he should have. That crowd had <laughs> doesn't know anything about bodybuilding. Yeah, right. Uh, this this The guys, they just had so much of a feud. And you told me yesterday you didn't like this match. It was just, I mean, the, the last couple minutes when Roddy finally comes out, it just picks up and just everything gets like 10 times better. But it was slow. I mean, the back and forth was... I don't know. If I was a kid, I probably would have liked it more. Mm-hmm. But watching just like the technical stuff of it, it's just it's just too slow. I'm yes. just used to the the fast paced stuff now. Well, especially after that last match. Yeah, especially after that last match. Yeah. I, I was so into it, and then this guy, these guys come out. And, well, you know, you think these top stars are going to outdo that other one? They didn't. Well, as when we'll get to the main event, we will <laughs> understand that that is not the case. <laughs> the top stars do not outdo everybody. Yeah, especially for the main event. I like this match. For a few reasons. One, I think it's the nostalgia portion of me. But two, I think they played it off. The match was logical how it should have went to me. Mm-hmm. Like as far as the build goes and Rick Rude just trying for that one move and he gets cocky. When Piper comes out, he gets the pile driver on him. All that yeah. stuff. Like, like on paper, it sounds good. Just didn't work but for just you. just implementing it just, I don't know. I mean, there are a couple parts I, I really liked, like uh, when Rude is... I mean, Rude always does the slow turnover for the Rude Awakening. Yeah. And then it's just taking too long. And I'm like, what's going on? And then it's Warrior is like, you know, powering out of it. And then when Warrior almost gets Rude for the pin, it's like, boop, he throws his foot on the rope <laughs> right before three. Did that... Was that a false finish for you? That was one of them, yeah. Okay. But we, just too many pile drivers. Like, if you're going to... If you're going <laughs> to... Too many pile hit, hit people with all these pile drivers, I mean, at least the first one should get you. Or the uh, second, because that's when pile drivers meant something. Did you notice in the crowd, like I think the third row, there was like a row of guys in like ties? No. Okay. I think I don't know. I, I first noticed it here, then I kind of rewound. I'm like, oh, they were here all the whole time. Mm-hmm. And they were into this match. The guys with ties, like they yeah. dressed up. They were probably drunk. Or they had to work on a Saturday or Sunday, <laughs> whatever date this was. They had to work in the office. Yeah. They're like, finally, we're out of uh, you know this warehouse hell. Or they're working at Circuit City or something. You know, like, we got to get there. Yeah. Or Sears, Montgomery Ward. When you say guys, are like 30, they're 40 adults. years? Okay. Yeah, they're adults. Not yeah. like 20-year-old guys who I mean, I didn't get at Circuit City. I, I didn't see their, their IDs. I couldn't tell you exactly how old they were. But they're in New Jersey. They're working. They listened to Springsteen on the way over. Sure did. <laughs> they're going to get there. Baby, we were born to run. Dancing in the dark or something, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe listen to the river to slow down. Just a Bruce Springsteen podcast now. But yeah. Uh, when Warrior gets the win after Piper comes out, distracts Rick Rude by flashing him his ass. Yeah. Basically lifting his kilt up and showing him his ass. Warrior gets the win, this, you know, the big splash, one, two, three. Yeah. Uh, what I like the, what the Warrior did here was he would oh, he would do this multiple times. He would splash guys when they were on their stomach yeah. and then roll them over, whereas now I feel like the guy on the ground would purposely roll over to get splashed on their stomach. It would make sense just to splash him and roll him over, right? Yeah. Do you think it would hurt more on the back or the stomach? I think it hurt more on the stomach. I think it hurt more on the back, especially if you're on the spine. You're like, oof, oof. <laughs> you think so? I think Rue was oof. Probably. I think that's what he did. Blowing his mustache in the air. Yeah, oof. and, his, and his, just permy head going. <laughs> but I like when he, Warrior had him standing up where he would do like the running shoulder block. Yeah. Like he ran and he's like, turn around. Because Rue thought he was going to throw the shoulder block there. <laughs> and then he ran the rope again and then finally hit him. 
I felt that there was always something confusion in a, in a warrior match. But you love the warrior. I did love the warrior. Do you still big fan? But still a big fan. Okay. So I can I can accept his uh, his shortcomings, his, his shortcomings, his flaws. Okay. <laughs> Not a great wrestler. He is he's great, but he's intense. Here's, his personality. Here's the thing, though. I have an, I have a note about this. After the warrior wins, the yeah. crowd goes apeshit. Oh, of course like, they there's do. A huge. Pop. It's a new. First off, it's a title change. It's a big deal. Second, it's yeah. the warrior. And then even as the warrior's posing and you see the people in the crowd and you see all the kids and like everyone's jumping up and down mm-hmm. and I'm watching this and I started to think, I'm like, okay, I, I, I get it. Like I get why Vince pushes who he does ne- even now, like Roman or Cena or these big, the larger than life guys, because when he built his company, he had these key at Hogan, Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior. Like these, yeah. So that's who he still, maybe that's who he still sees. And even, it, it, but it still works a little bit with kids. Like even like you'll see kids go nuts for Roman still. He's like this yeah. big character and like adults on the internet and nerds like us with the podcast are bitching about it. But you got to remember there's kids that are just like, oh my God, this is amazing. So when you were thinking yeah. about that at Hogan, someone's thinking about that with Roman or even Brock Lesnar was just massive yeah. character. I don't just, know, I just, just a total sidebar. I think Drew McIntyre should be in a way better position than he is now. He's huge. He's got a good look. He was awesome on the Indies. He was awesome in in Impact and in, like NXT he just comes too in, when he came back. Yeah, and he just comes in as like a just a mid Carter for Cedric Alexander to beat up. Come on, and like a crony for Shane. Yeah, he's way better than that. He's he's he should be the. But champ. as we've as we've talked about, no one's ever completely done. They can come back at any time. Yeah, you know, imagine if after SummerSlam, like. McIntyre takes the title. It yeah. could happen. You know, baby face turn, whatever. All that stuff can happen. Yeah. You just stick around long enough. Like KO is on the rise again. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like him. I like the everyday. Natalia's on the rise again. She's back in the title picture. Yeah. She is. I don't think she's going to win, but she is. Back to this match. Bush, back, let's go Bush back. McIntyre. Let's go back to 89. We're back here. Yeah. We're over Wayne's world. I'm nine years old or eight. In 89? You were born in 81 or 80? I was or, born in or 79. 78. 78? Really? So I'm 11. Okay. I thought you were my sister's age. My sister was born in 80. So you're like a year old, probably like just a year and a half older yeah. than her. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, So yeah, when you were, when I was just being born, you're six years old. <laughs> I was a man. <laughs> <laughs> you were a man. <laughs> He's a man. William Regal. Stephen Regal. William you don't Regal. even need to explain that. People, People know. know. People know. After anyway, back a to man. We're, we're we're getting lost here. Back to eighty nine. You're, you're a grown man. I'm six years old, <laughs> or five years old. And Sean Moody's in the crowd. Everyone's yeah. going nuts around him. He's like, "You got to be here for this, guys. This encounter was incredible, and everyone loves the Ultimate Warrior." And you're like, "Okay, mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love that stuff." We go backstage, and then we got interviews with Mister Perfect, Roddy Piper, who has a joke to. He's got a cup of water for some reason. <clears throat> what, do you remember? Did you have his joke written down? Piper's joke. So Piper no. goes to me and Gene. I just wrote down how crazy he was. <laughs> he goes, "What's a Scot- Scotsman wear under his kilt, or have under his kilt?" Yeah. And Gene's like, "I'm not going to answer that." He goes, "His shoes." <laughs> crazy, like, Roddy. Yeah. Well, oh, Ricky Rude. Oh yeah, Ricky Rude. <laughs> Ricky Rude. Oh yeah. Hot Scott. Uh, then we've got uh, Ronnie Garvin interview where he's going to say he's their next ring announcer. He's in a he's tuxedo. He's on special assignments. He's, a, he's in so a he tux- better not be taking my job. He's like, oh, don't you worry, Gene. He's, he's in a tuxedo. 
Then Bobby Roode comes back all flustered and mad. This is bogus. Water, you saw it. He was distracted by Piper. Rick Roode. Yes. Come on, Rick, buddy. 1989. Not Bobby Roode. Rick Roode. Sorry. No, Bobby. <laughs> I combined them. Bobby Heenan came back. Bobby and, and Roode. Bobby Roode. <laughs> Bobby Roode. And then Rick Roode comes out. He's saying, yeah. and he's yelling, and he's transitioning. He knows I'm done with Warrior. He's going to go to Piper. But he ends right. up coming back to Warrior the next year for the title. Yeah. I thought, I thought him and Warrior did a way better job in that uh, cage match later on for the world title. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, they just that, needed a cage. Yeah. Just to make it better. <laughs> so, anyway, I, I really was like, I'm like, that would be kind of cool. Because then I'm thinking all of this, like, Hasbro stuff that I had when I was a kid. I'm like, that would have been awesome. I have Piper and Rude, like, go at it each other. Yep. I get, like... Jimmy uh, Snuka, <laughs> Snuka bar later later on in the in the night, just all these little Hasbro's. I'm like, man, this has been like the perfect pay per view to like bust out all my Akeem and Bossman and yeah. Andre and Demolition and Hacksaw, Hogan and Macho King. Like, let's just go. So let's much go through the card stuff. real quick here. So there's a Coco Hasbro. There's no Brainbuster Hasbro's, but you could have used like, and the Warlord and someone else. Sure. Uh, Heart Foundation both had Hasbro's. Yeah. Jim Neidhart later on, obviously, was a singles Jim Neidhart. Dusty had a Hasbro, Honky Tonk Man had a Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Perfect had a Hasbro. Red Rooster did not have a Hasbro, but you could have figured something out. Rougeau's no Hasbro. Rick Martel did have a Hasbro. Jimmy had a Hasbro, and the Rockers had a Hasbro. Warrior had a Hasbro. Root had a Hasbro. Demolition had a Hasbro. Andre had a Hasbro. Bossman and Akeem had Hasbros. Yeah. Greg Valentine had a Hasbro. Hercules did not have a Hasbro. Uh, Ted DiBiase did. So did Virgil. Snooka did. Like how fun would this be to like just recreate when you're like a kid? You know what? Let's go through my Hasbro's and see what we what we can do with this match. <laughs> we'll set it up and take a picture. Brutus and Hogan <laughs> did. Uh, Randy and Zeus did not. But you can throw somebody else in for Zeus. Like uh, I guess Virgil's gonna have to play Zeus just by oh, default. Oh come on, bald black guy. I mean, who else is gonna play <laughs> Zeus? I don't know. Who? I don't know. El I was Matador. Say Tito. I'm like that ain't gonna work. El Matador. So anyway. Uh, back to the card here. We've got the recap of the Hogan and Zeus feud. Mm-hmm. So No Holds Bar came out in the summer of 89 and June of 89. And Zeus came shows up pretty soon after that on Saturday Night's main event. And, you know, Jesse's like, this is no movie, McMahon. He wants Hogan for real because Hogan's going to have a cage match with the boss man. Yeah. And Zeus t- takes him out. And they pretty much build Zeus throughout Saturday Night main events, you know, where he takes out... Hogan, he takes out Beefcake, and he joins forces with the Macho Man and with Sherry. And I always thought that this was Macho King era because he had Sherry, but he was still Macho Man. Yeah, uh, I thought he was Macho King too, but yeah, Macho Man. But I also remember watching. I didn't. I wasn't into wrestling every single week, but I would watch if, if I caught it. I would watch it. But it might have been a couple months would go by, and I'd uh-huh. be like, oh, there it is again. Because you I didn't wasn't, know. You I didn't wasn't know. that into it. But I remember having thumb wrestlers as a kid. I remember having maybe one or two LJNs, but I just wasn't like that into wrestling. But I do remember like Zeus coming in and I thought Zeus like was like, I thought he was Zeus. I didn't know he was like, you know, tiny Lister as an actor. Uh-huh. I thought he was like legit, like a bad guy. Cause every time he would get hit, it was like hitting like steel. Like he wouldn't move. I'm like, Oh my God, how is Hogan going to beat him? It's yeah. But it turns out like his weakness was like a video game boss. You just hit him in his crooked eye. Yeah. <laughs> it's like his just, weakness. Uh, I, I rake. <laughs> We'll, we'll get to Zeus in a minute for the Crooked match. Eye. I got some more notes on Zeus. We'll get to him in a minute. Because uh, next up, we have one of my favorite matches of the night. Demolition and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, all in masks, by the way, mm-hmm. taking on Andre the Giant, the Big Boss Man, and Akeem. 
in a six-man tag. Seven minutes match on Axe and Smash of Demolition and Duggan defeat them. This has a great moment where Duggan rips off the mask and they face the yeah. camera. So what was cool is they, they made it like hidden. So they've all got masks on and the ref goes, all right, take the masks off. So they turn to the camera, they all pull them off and Duggan's got the American flag face yep. paint. I got that action figure. I bought it at WrestleCon a couple years ago. <laughs> I wish it was an elite, but it's a very good basic. It's probably the best basic, one of my favorite basics yeah, ever. Yeah, that's fun. I like it. Tough guy. Oh. And he's got his uh, two by four all American out mm-hmm. with the flag and his little crown, his little crown on top of the two by four because he was King Duncan at the time here too. And I don't know, just I just to me this is just very very fun. It's nothing crazy, mm-hmm. nothing hype. It's no Rockers versus the Rujos, the Ragu sisters, but it's a very very good match. Yeah. And and this this is the one that really made me start thinking about the Hasbro's because I would team up all the big guys together. Uh-huh. So I would take Andre, Akeem, and Boss Man. Yeah, because those were the three biggest ones. Yep. I'm like, I'm going to go against, you know, Hogan, Warrior, and Savage or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But I just really liked, oh, my God, that's like the best three-man team <laughs> when I was younger. Because <laughs> they're so huge and they weigh in like 1,300 pounds. I'm like, man, that's that's massive. You, I, yeah, I, I did like when they would say the combined weight. Like, but they oh, didn't say the combined weight on Demolition and Hacksaw, which I was waiting for it. So I think they're just trying to. I know Axe is a little sensitive about his gut or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> his glitter. Yeah. His uh, glitter added a couple pounds. All right. Now, this is the only... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Something just clicked. I mean, the lights are still on. I think there was a power surge. Uh, something... This is the only time where Ronnie Garvin was good. And Ryan Miller is happy. The yeah. Ronnie Garvin guy on Twitter, I like to call him. He's got a bunch of hilarious insults as the ring announcer for his Greg the Hammer Valentine's coming out in his he, robe. He, I thought he was going to be okay. He introduced Hercules. No problem. There's no... Nothing about Hercules. Hercules was there first. Uh-huh. And then he introduces, you know, coming out next, so-called <laughs> wrestler yeah. and so-called this. Yeah. He, Craig Valentine beats Hercules in like three minutes, but it's mm. all about Ronnie Garvin and his insults. I like how he fully committed this. He's in a tux. Yeah. It, it was it was a fan. It was fun. He called the pips, uh, Jimmy Hart a pipsqueak. Uh-huh. Greg the Hammer wrestles like he has two left feet. <laughs> and, and Jimmy and Greg are like, what the hell? <laughs> Because I guess there was a, a feud between them two yeah. prior to this. And he's like, you're going to regret the day you had me come back. And so maybe I'll go back and see what happened prior to this. It, it, and also, like, he, like, declares Hercules the winner twice, even though he mm-hmm. didn't win the match. And yeah. it, it's just fun stuff. Congratulations, Ryan Miller. One time a running Garvin is good. I still love the uh, the Garvin stomp. Where yeah. he would just go around and stomp, like, the hand, the feet, like Orton does. Yeah, I guess. They think that's where Orton stole it from. That's rugged what I Ron- think. From Rugged Ronnie. Yep. Uh, next up is an interview mm-hmm. with Macho Man, <laughs> Zeus, Mean Gene, and Sherry with a steaming Halloween cauldron. Yeah. It is... I can't even do this justice to describe it. It, it looks like a Halloween skit. But like a bad one. Yeah. From like I mean, it's it's wrestling. Public access, but... It's just so like goofy. And Sherry is just like looking into it like it's a crystal ball. And she's like, I see beefcake and this and that and Hogan going down. And and then uh, me and Gene, he goes he goes to Macho Man. He's like, hey, uh, he's looking at the culture. He's like, hey, Macho, what's cooking? Oh, God. <laughs> it's just goofy. Yeah. It just watch this. Just watch this scene of them in an interview with mm-hmm. the cauldron. It's just. I don't know. I couldn't even imagine watching this as a kid and thinking it was cool. I probably fast forward to that when I was a yeah. kid. But I think it captures like if you were a kid, the imagination that maybe she can see in that like a crystal ball. Uh huh. 
You know, what does she see? She sees a lot of silver. <laughs> They're all wearing a lot of silver tonight. Yeah. Next up, we have Ted DiBiase versus Jimmy Snuka in a throwaway match here. I don't know. I never liked Jimmy Snuka. Yeah, I, I couldn't get behind him either. I don't like know. Like, I hear about everybody talking about Snuka and the Snuka at the Madison Square Garden coming off the top of the cage, but really that's the only story that I hear. And I don't know. I, I was just annoyed at how um, Jesse Ventura kept calling him Snuka. Yeah. Like, Snuka. I mean, it's not Snuka. <laughs> get it it's right, Snuka. Jesse. But I, I think the, the the story of this was just like the thinking man and then like the instinct man. Uh-huh. Like the animal and the wrestler. <laughs> yeah. And Ted DiBiase wins by count out. So yeah. they're, they're protecting Snuka. In the six-minute match, this was – I mean, they had – Basically, two cooldown matches before the main event here. They did. And then we've got the main event. Hulk Hogan and Bruce the Bar Beefcake versus Zeus and Macho Man Randy Savage. First, we have the genius out with a poem. Not one of his better poems. Can, can I t- talk about a line that was in the interview backstage before they go to genius? Yes, yes. <laughs> so me and Gene and Hogan and Beefcake are back there. And Hogan goes, ever since me and the barber hooked up, we've been hanging and banging, brother. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> I'm assuming he's talking about weights. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was funny to write down. Yes. Well, I was watching Hulkamania 6, uh, the VHS recently, mm-hmm. and there's a segment with him and Beefcake and Macho Man all re- working out in the gym. So maybe they're it's just, it they're is hanging. hanging and banging. <laughs> yeah, they're doing something. Beefcake's a bottom. Beefcake Barber! Remember during the recap that <laughs> Zeus calls Bruce Beefcake? He calls yeah. him Beefcake Barber on the Brother Love Show. Uh, and then we've got here... Uh, genius, or I'm not after the genius. We've got Macho Man and Zeus come out together. Then I was Bru- hoping genius poem would rhyme, but it just it was it's terrible, weird. And then Brutus comes out cutting and mother effing strutting. He does. You get a screenshot of the little beefer in the audience. Your boy, I loved. It. I'm like, oh my god, this guy dressed Why up. I think of that. Cosplayed as Brutus Beefcake, yeah. made his own shears. Oh, it was amazing. His mom made him that costume, and she was proud of it. And she should be. It was a damn good costume. Yeah. That's, go, a, that's in my top cake. three moments of the night. Really? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how often do you go to a crowd and you see the like especially somebody in, in a cosplay, especially in '89? Now and it's a kid. Pretty, now it's common. <laughs> he looked like him a little bit too. Maybe he did. it was Beefcake Kid. Got a bow tie and a little shimmery shirt. Yes, I was a big fan of that stuff. And Liz gets her own entrance, Miss Elizabeth, after Hogan comes out. Yeah. Jesse Ventura is pissed about this. He's like, oh, my God, look at this. She's leaving the macho man to go with Hogan and Briefcake. Mm-hmm. She, and she plays a role in the end of the match, too. She did. Uh, I A couple of notes I have. I like all the silver macho man has on. I think it was kind of a unique look for him because normally you don't see well, you go You go with silver. the heel and you go with a little darker colors. and Yeah, but it's still bright. It's still macho man, still yeah. bright and colorful. Liz or not black not Liz Sherry is very silver and Zeus is just Zeus and one of the notes I have about Zeus is I thought you were going to say Zeus is just wearing nothing but black yeah well one of the notes about Zeus I have is he's not that big he's not Hogan's bigger Hogan's bigger than he is Beefcake's bigger than he is Macho Man's in better shape than he is they do a lot of camera shots like shooting him up to make him seem bigger Mm -hmm. and all that but looking back I'm like wow Tiny Lister not compared to these wrestlers, you're not that. Yeah, big but the of a way guy. he would get hit and kind of, kind of sell stuff, he just looked like he was. It looks like he's never walked before. <laughs> it just looks like he's a like a big machine. Yeah. I'm not going to say like a robot, but like a RoboCop type of guy. Like uh-huh. he just looked like a tough, tough to hurt. Yeah, made out of metal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something, uh, and then. 
This was a brutal match to watch. It wasn't good. It was. It wasn't good. A lot of axe handles, a lot of uh, they punches did, and they, wobbling. They did what they could, but, you know, it was fine. Near the end, Sherry tries to cheat. Liz flips her over the top rope. Mm-hmm. and That loaded purse, I think, got more action than... Uh, yeah, Hogan hits Zeus with a loaded purse, body slams him, yeah. and he definitely because zeus did not know how to help him so he just basically lifted him up so kudos to hogan for using all that strength to pick Mm -hmm. him up and slam him gets the one two three post-match uh hogan's got sherry in like a atomic drop i remember watching this tape with my dad and he would be pissed he's like guys shouldn't hit girls he was like legitimately mad that hogan was beating him up i don't like him anymore well hogan always did heel stuff right and jesse called him out all the time high and then it just dropped her right on her ass. Yes, he did. <laughs> her skirt came over her head. That's how that's how high he got her. <laughs> so the show closes out with them posing and everything. Hogan mm-hmm. and Beefcake flex in. Our ears cut. How, how about chopping off Sherry's hair? That was the fake wig. I don't care. That'd be cool. And then he does it twice. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he puts it on the top of his head. Hogan does. Uh-huh. But what's funny is in a previous interview, Beefcake is like, these shears are steel. We'll cut through anything. They barely cut through yeah, this right. weave. Barely <laughs> it's cut like through. this dull blade trying to cut through butter. <laughs> <laughs> these dull blades. But yeah, they cut off her little ponytail. And I guess you got to cut someone's hair. And yeah. Zeus was bald. Moshman was letting you touch his hair. So nope. what are you going to do? Uh, the cut show ends. Fake braid. Even with all that, like the match being bad, I still had fun watching the show. Me too. Yes. So overall grade, let's go letter grade. What are you going to give this one? Give Summer it a Summer. B plus. Summer Summer. I will give it a solid B plus as well. Yeah. It's like not an A because the main events lackluster. There's a couple slow parts, but the high points, like there's a few A but matches. Some, some of the endings, I think, made up for the, the matches themselves. Like the Warrior match, I thought the ending was a lot better than the match. I thought yeah. the ending of this was a lot better. It's just when you kind of pick it up and, and just get it back on track is when it got better. There's a lot of A matches on here. I think oh, for sure. The opening match is an A+. Plus, yeah. I think. That's like Christmas Story, A+. Plus, plus, plus. <laughs> you would plus, give A+, plus plus, 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 plus? I Your Christmas Story reference. I thought the uh, the match with uh, Demolition and Hexa was like a solid B. Uh-huh. I thought the six minutes and Martel. That's an A. A- minus yeah, for me, not an A++. Plus plus. I mean, maybe an A, a solid A because of the Ragu sister sign. Okay. Uh, that, that might bring it to the top. <laughs> But overall, like I said, solid B-plus show. It's If you guys want to go back and watch a random SummerSlam show leading up to SummerSlam, pop on SummerSlam 89, especially if you've never seen it before or if you haven't seen it in a long time. Was it you that told me to go back? Because when I was talking about the SummerSlam of 89, no, 88 match with Heart Foundation yeah. and uh, Demolition. Yeah, Heart Foundation. No, did you, Harm- tell, me, did you tell me this one was better? Yes, Heart okay. Foundation Demolition was SummerSlam 90. That's where they won the titles. Okay. But did you think this one was better than yeah, that Yeah, oh, way better. Told you. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Like, even that, and that's not knocking the Demolition one. That one's awesome, no, too. that was a good match also. But yeah, very, very good. One of the Hard Foundation's best matches they've ever had. Mm-hmm. At least on a agree. big show. Yeah. So go watch that and go watch this show, guys. Uh, I've got a charity golf outing to go to in like an hour. And I think it stopped raining, so hopefully it'll be fun out there for me to do that. Do you have any other notes before we wrap up? I don't. Cool. Uh, we will be probably doing another SummerSlam show. I'll throw a poll up to see which one you guys want to do. I'll put two more recent ones and two older ones. We'll see what they okay. pick. And that will be our next show. Uh, thank everyone for listening as always. Thanks for all the follows and the interactions on Twitter. Thanks to all of our podcast buddies. Thanks to all of our collector buddies. 
and really appreciate all the fun we have every single day. Hope to see everyone, I guess in like a month almost now, at the Double or Nothing StarCast event. Eric will probably be with me for that one. The, the elusive Eric, just go to StarCast. No one ever sees you. They don't. They will this StarCast time. StarCast for sure. Star, no, I'm not going Double or Nothing, unless I get free tickets because they're too expensive. Yeah. It's already sold out. But yes, StarCast, we will find, maybe we'll meet Jimmy Hart, get him to send a megaphone. Cool? Cool. Anything else, Eric? Uh, nope. All right, guys. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you next week.